0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 16th. Good morning. I'm Chap Gowley. Here's today's headlines. Busy Wednesday on Capitol Hill. Pelosi not quite there on USMCA. And EPA faces SRE backlash. World Food Day puts focus on nutrition. It is World Food Day, a time set aside to focus on the importance of adequate nutrition and the importance of farmers here and around the world. On Capitol Hill, House Democrats are expected to grill a senior USDA official about the Trump administration's trio of proposals to shrink the size and cost of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Brandon Lips, USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services, is scheduled to be the lone witness before the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. One subcommittee member especially worth watching today, that Connecticut Democrat Rosa DeLauro, a fierce critic of USDA, who has already announced she wants to secede retiring Appropriations Chairwoman, Nita Lowy. Elsewhere, The World Food Prize Symposium gets started in Des Moines today. Several reports are being released in conjunction with it. The 2019 Global Agriculture Productivity Report says farm productivity needs to rise by 1.73% a year to meet future food demand. Productivity is currently growing by 1.63%. A second report makes the case for how U.S. consumers benefit from the $1.4 billion in foreign agriculture aid provided by USDA, U.S. aid, and other agencies. Among the U.S. benefits, U.S. aid prevents the spread of disease and toxins and reduces international migration. American consumers also get access to tropical foods and off-season fruits and vegetables produced in developing countries. Pelosi still not ready to support USMCA. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said last night she still does not have enough assurances from the Trump administration that it will be able to enforce the labor and environmental provisions that Mexico agreed to under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. All through the break and continuing this week, we've been working on the USMCA and we hope to be on a path to yes, she said. We're still waiting for assurances about enforceability because you can have all the good provisions in the world, but if you can't enforce them, you're just having a conversation. EPA gears up for biofuel oil backlash on SRE proposal. No one was happy with EPA's proposed supplemental rule on calculating small refinery exemptions from the annual biofuel usage mandates. The proposed supplemental rule released yesterday would determine SREs in 2020 based on a three-year rolling average of relief recommended by the Department of Energy. Farm state lawmakers on both sides of the aisle were up in arms. This is different than what we expected based on our previous conversations with the administration, that Nebraska Republican Senator Deb Fischer in a statement. Congresswoman Cindy Axney, a Democrat representing Iowa's 3rd District, called EPA's move insulting, deeply disappointing, but unfortunately not surprising. Iowa corn, soybean, biodiesel, and ethanol groups are planning to hold a joint teleconference later this morning to share their concerns. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst said she'll continue to hold EPA accountable and make sure Iowans' voices are being heard loud and clear. But the backlash didn't stop at biofuel. The oil industry chimed in, too. The American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers President and CEO Chet Thompson said EPA's proposed RFS adjustments would be a painful affront to U.S. refiners and the manufacturing workers the president promised to support. He added it would do nothing to address the real source of what he said currently ails the biofuel and agriculture industries, the trade war with China. Biotech Group awaits details of China deal. Biotech companies and the farmers who use their seed could be among the biggest winners from a tentative trade deal with China, assuming the agreement gets finalized the way the industry hopes. No details were released on exactly what China agreed to, but the U.S. has been pushing China for years to speed up its approval process for ag biotech traits. The basic problem is that China doesn't start their review until other countries have finished theirs. China's regulatory system is broken, and the delays are costing U.S. farmers and the economy billions of dollars. So just fixing this issue would be a tremendous win. That's the word of Andrew Conner of the Biotechnology Innovation Organization. Now, for more on what the China deal could mean for U.S. agriculture, check out AgriPulse weekly newsletter hitting inboxes this morning. EPA. Not enough evidence to say Paraquat causes Parkinson's. There isn't enough evidence to conclude Paraquat causes Parkinson's disease, the Environmental Protection Agency said in a health effects assessment released yesterday. For occupational exposures, quote, There is limited but insufficient epidemiologic evidence of a clear associative or casual relationship, EPA said, in the Human Health Effects document. The agency's draft ecological risk assessment identifies potential risk to mammals, birds, adult honeybees, terrestrial plants, and algae. EPA based its conclusion on Parkinson's on mixed findings in both the Agriculture Health Study cohort and other study populations. These studies may all be subject to uncertainty due to limitations in their design, exposure assessment approach, and potential for bias. The Center for Biological Diversity swiftly criticized the Parkinson's conclusion. EPA's analysis discounted considerable evidence that Paraquat has been shown to more than double the risk of developing Parkinson's disease in farm workers and others suffering occupational exposure, the group said. The assessments carry a 60-day comment period and are part of EPA's registration review of the widely used herbicide. USDA runs on Duncan. Need a high-caffeine turbo shot of Java to finalize that report on salmonella safety standards or maybe just a glazed donut? Well, the day is getting closer when USDA employees visiting lobbyists or foreign dignitaries will be able to grab a box of donut holes at a Dunkin' Donuts in USDA headquarters. Construction on the shop appears to be near complete of the basement of USDA's Witten building, two floors below the secretary's office. USDA and Duncan spokespersons haven't responded to questions about when the cafe will open, but anticipation is building in the Witten building where employees recently lost a cafeteria that offered breakfast, lunch, coffee and featured a salad bar. Some critics point to the irony of a donut shop at the department that sets national dietary guidelines. I'm not anti-donut. I'm just very pro-federal workers. That's the word of former Deputy USDA Secretary Kathleen Merrigan, who led the Know Your Farmer, Know Your Food initiative at USDA during the Obama administration. Providing access to healthy food for USDA employees and visitors is the right thing to do. Here's today's He Said It. If this is confusing, I would suggest that's EPA's goal. American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings said when referring to EPA's new supplemental proposal. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak brought to you by Washington Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.